0: Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our training day podcast. I got my man, Mo Ray, FFL Operation Liberation, my man is absolutely crushing it. These guys started this year. I don't even know what the numbers were, but I know that the scale that they took 2022 was was incredibly ridiculous. Going to finish the year. We're right now around 22,000 families served this year out of his camp with... Multiple Hall of Fame producers, a lot of recruiting efforts, just insane numbers. Senior board member, crushing it on his way to bigger and badder things. Mr. MoRay, how we doing, my man?
1: Thank you for having me on, Mark. Thank you for the warm introduction, man. I appreciate that immensely. Uh, you know, we're doing good over here, man. It's fourth quarter. We're just <laughs> doing our thing right now. You know, we got to spearhead this whole leadership deal we got going on and we're chasing after integrity as fast as we can
0: my man well you definitely put your head down and went to work you know i was talking to valentino the other day about the the meeting that we had in um dallas st louis and chicago that one day a day and a half and like when was that what month was that
1: I honestly don't recall. It was earlier. Wasn't it earlier this uh, year? I believe so. Yeah. I think it was around February, March. I could be wrong though.
0: That was the release that y'all kind of needed. Um, And I I mean, you've blinded the leaderboard since. Before we get into everything, Mo, maybe all of our um, listeners don't know who you are. Can you give us a backdrop of kind of, you know, where you're coming from? I know you have years of experience in the insurance industry how you found the insurance industry, and then how did you find FFL?
1: So for the most part, I was at a captive company for three years, as well as the people that I'm with now. uh, The major foundation that made the transition with me came from this captive company also. We didn't really understand what kind of opportunity there was on this side of the fence because the recruiting strategies over there were focused predominantly on people that were not licensed. So you kind of bring somebody in tell them what the deal is and let them know why you're the best in the world and why everybody else is hmm. so i was getting bombarded week in and week out with different emails different agencies family first life and a number of different other ones and i, w- I would just sit there you know and just kind of analyze and look into it a little bit more but i was so stuck up and devoted to what i was already taught and told that it kind of blinded me from the fact that i should look into family first life and see what what really is you know consider opportunity here versus there we were captive we were limited to a probably six or seven products at best and uh, we didn't have the leads and the opportunity that we had here dude everything was for the most part controlled by somebody else your destiny's out of your control mm. so we knew we got to a point where we we're like all right there's no exit strategy this is our lid this is our cap we're doing well kind of making some money but why is everybody else starving here <laughs> so for the most part we uh you know we started consulting looking around seeing that you're an integrity partner and you know it's just Numbers are black and white, and you can't argue that at the end of the day. Facts are facts. Opinions are opinions. And, uh, you know, I came here alone, resigned. I was already at a really, really good position, if you will, from a monetary standpoint. And uh, I resigned, dude. I just said, you know what? I'm going to come try this out. I'm going to test out the leads. I'm going to make sure the hype is real. And I put my head down, went down to work. And, uh, you know, my first month, I believe I protected right around 92 Families are so, so for the most part, I knew it was legit. I knew it was the real deal. And after that, I said, hey, guys, this is the real deal. This is the opportunity. You at free will. Do what you want. But this is where you want to water your grass for the most part.
0: And water your grass you did. Um, Mo, like, and if, if I'm being real honest, you're one of the most unique individuals I've ever met. Because at a very young age, you had such a grasp on life and knowledge like you're in your 50s. Wisdom I should say like you're in your 50s, where does that come from what wh- how were how did those seeds get inside of you?
1: I would say for the most part first of all I'm humbled by that I do appreciate that and I could say the same for you man, you're unique yourself as well as the individuals we surround ourselves with here at uh, family first life but um I would say that life put me in a predicament at such a young age to kind of grow faster than everybody else that was around me I've been in situations you're not supposed to be in um, at such a young age. So that kind of forced the maturity out of me. Hmm. And then when I really got the grasp of life and understood that there is a bigger meaning and a lot more than to just focus on what I was focusing on back then during my immature years, I just started, I guess, gravitating towards that. And I realized that I had to line up my values. I had to find out what means most to me, which is my family, the people I care for the people that I'm trying to develop into leaders at, you know, in the current industry that I'm in now. And I devoted my life to that. And I guess when you do that, you just start focusing on that. You really eliminate everything else. What doesn't matter doesn't matter. And you just go all in on what you care for.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's facts. And you definitely live by that. You know, when you think about the insurance industry, obviously you found your way into this industry. You've, you know, broken records everywhere you've been. What is it about this industry that intrigues you? What is it about the structure, the ability to help people that gets you excited and keeps you, you know, keeps your fire burning? So
1: here's the thing. And that's really, really a deep question, because not only do we have a product that puts families in a situation to protect their families and give them peace of mind for the rest of their lives but we get to make a great living off of it at the same token. Mm -hmm. And not only do we get to do that personally, but we could teach thousands of others on how to do that and scale a remarkable organization, right? Here's the thing, though. From a business standpoint, we are one of the only businesses in the world that don't rely on other other industries to stay operational. We don't require logistics. We don't need no retail. We don't need no distribution. It's just mind-boggling because what's... what. (laughs) How how are we limited? You know, at the end of the day, we're limited to the U.S.
0: population. That's about it. That's the it's best crazy, you know? I've ever heard it said. That's literally the best I've ever heard it said. As a matter of fact, can you repeat that portion of, you know, what we're not binded to? Yeah, yeah. So say, you know, right now with the current unprecedented
1: circumstances that's affecting the economy today, logistics, you know, I know a couple drivers right now that are telling me, They're not getting paid well. They're barely paying them on their diesel. So they'll go deliver something from point A to point B and barely get by. So let's just say logistics go down to crap. Majority of the industries in America are going to be affected by that. No doubt. We are still able to provide the product we're providing today, tomorrow, regardless of any other industry around us. Distribution, retail, wholesale, it does not matter. We have a product that everybody needs, whether the economy's up or the economy's down. If the economy's down, people feel... What it feels like to not have money. So they know that this temporary recession they're dealing with will be permanent the moment they pass away. Wow. Somebody like us comes through their door, protects them. their this business is not going anywhere. We only do better when economies are worse. That's just my opinion for the most part. It's That's factual, facts. To a certain extent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. I mean, we've, I've, I've, I came in this industry, you know, probably on an upswing of a very down market. I've heard Sean talk about for years. The domination that took place with him and his organization in 2008, which was the bottom of the barrel of the market, you know. Brian Adams has talked about in which we proved in a pandemic that we could grow, hyper grow in a pandemic which no one asked for. So it's not like, but it's just there were circumstances that took place that we grew in like big time, and then in the re- in a recession like today, we're still growing. That to me, if I'm if I If I found this podcast somewhere and I heard that, I'd want to know about the insurance industry, Mo. I just would because it's like how would, it's almost like say that again. Then it's like, wait, wait, say that one more time. Because it's like, how in the world in every market are we still growing? That's the insurance industry, dude.
1: Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: So you've obviously seen that understand that and, re- and now are recruiting to that you know when you think about recruiting because you, you're you're one of the best recruiters i've ever met when you think about recruiting what do you think about what is your what's your what's your thought process how do you explain this to people what are you doing to bring in gobs and gobs of people the way you do
1: So I think it's a lot deeper than just presenting an opportunity to somebody, because what might seem as an opportunity to you and I, after being acclimated to this, to this industry might seem like a little skeptical to somebody that's never heard of it. Mm. So I guess first I have to dive into the root cause on why people do what they do every single day. Is it out of obligation? Is it out of lack of education on what's truly out there? The way I do it is I market myself uh, in a way of, Hey, I was in your shoes prior Mm. and you can make the transition and be in my shoes today, if not even better. I've had a rough patch in my life. I've had the crappiest of the crappiest jobs, Mark. I've you know, had a lot of things that people deal with day in and day out. I've had the victimized mindset. I've been there. I've done that. If I can do it, they can do it too. That's mm. the ultimate recruiting pitch. There is no special sauce to what I do and how I talk <laughs> to people for the most part. Dude, my, my Instagram is public. People go on there like, wow. You went from this to this. The chances of you surviving today are slim to none, let alone being in the financial situation you're in. And this isn't to boast or brag about me. It's just to show everybody, if you've been in a bad position, I've probably been through worse. And if I haven't been through worse, I'm not qualified to speak, but at the minimum, you have hope. I am here today. You're able to do what I'm doing. And that's that.
0: That's facts. That's so cut and dry and so empowering. Um, Again, you speak with such a conviction. It does get people to move. When you think about duplication Mo, and you've got multiple Hall of Famers that are coming through this year, y'all smashed Hall of Fame agency doing well over 10,000 families. Um, that speaks to duplication, that speaks to training and sales um, processes that develops, you know, at the very minimal very productive financial people. And at the top, super superstars, sales superstars that are helping tons of families. What do you, what mechanisms do you have in place for training and duplication?
1: Currently, what we got going on is we have uh, agents all over the U.S. for the most part. We plug everybody into the system. Dude, it's, I know this is probably repetitive to some. It might be news to some. We have a system that's in place that's proven to help you succeed you go through the entire onboarding process, you get into the boot camp, you get with your offline, you do everything you're told, implement it to the T, and instead of worrying about your first check, worry about getting as much experience as you possibly can in the shortest time frame, and success is inevitable in my opinion.
0: No doubt. How do you get, how do you, how do you help people understand exactly what you just said instead of worrying about your first check? Because that's typically what most people are worried about. To the point of nervous, a lot of nervous, anxious, wasted energy to getting experience. Like, how do you morph the mind to get people to think that as opposed to all this nervous energy?
1: So I have a rule, a formula, if you will, called the one plus one formula. You ready, Mark? We're going to have to go back and forth for this one.
0: I'm ready. If you're
1: happy, Mark, if you're happy and one plus one equals two, it's always going to equal to whether you're happy, you're upset. If you're anxious, if you're mad, sad, doesn't matter what kind of emotion you're feeling. One plus one equals what? Two. So two, right? This business is nothing but numbers, right? So we have to set the emotions aside. You have to understand, you think from a logical standpoint, you implement, you do what you have to do regardless of how you feel, success is bound to happen. So how do I morph the mind? I let them know I was in your shoes. It's normal to feel the way you feel, but then you're gonna have to look at it like a scale. What's gonna overpower what? Are your emotions going to overpower this opportunity and you're going to let it go? Or is the logic going to overpower it? Right? And you understand what I'm saying. You yeah. trust your mentors advice because I want not steer them wrong. Right. At the end of the day, I'm giving them the sauce they need for them to, I guess, you know, bring their success to fruition. I'm not going to give them the wrong direction. I'm not going to make them go backwards. It makes no sense. So if you truly believe what I'm telling you when I was in your shoes once upon a time, this is the formula that helped me make it. So regardless of how you feel about what I'm saying, what you feel in the field, whatever resistance you get. Whatever thoughts go in your head, know that all you have to do is keep going and eventually you'll succeed. And the faster you understand that, the faster you get the business down.
0: And it's a game, you know, it's all mental, you know, at the end of the day. So logically breaking something like that down really does create, it, you know, I started this new call called Shadow Boxing Call because it's you VU. It's like you versus you, you know. I said, look, if you can, you can, flail your arms and scream and cry and kick and talk about how the leads are bad or you can have activity and you can you can build it and you can you can work every single day to get better I said which one of these Mo is going to win
1: I mean common sense no
0: it's the one you feed dude there you go yeah I mean like if you feed flailing and anxiousness it's going to it's going to you'll be out of the business you feed activity and 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 put your energy in a place of trying to win and get better and get experience, you're going to get better and get experience. And it's exactly what you're saying. And when you can break it down psychologically, it gives the agent a chance to win. They still have to decide at the midnight hour. They still have to decide when they look in the mirror. They still have to decide day in and day out. They still have to decide when they get hung up on or what have you. But at least we've, we're giving them the tools, Mo, to go out there and and give themselves the best chance to win. And when you look at your deal at scale, you find yourself – where do you find yourself working the most?
1: For the most part, developing the up-and-coming leaders. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, you're, you're going to get – when you get to a certain point, yeah, three, over 300 agents in this instance, for example, you're going to get everybody's problems trickle upwards. For the most part, you're going to have to find a way to utilize your energy and your time and invest it where it matters most. Okay. And we're not talking about from what I think matters most. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of this is the person that's been putting in the work. It's in their numbers for the most part. They reach out. They're in a constant communication. If they have something that I guess they're complaining about, they're not complaining to victimize yourself. They're only telling me this is what's going on. What do you think is the solution for it? And Mm. they constantly implement my advice. Mm. So for the most part right now, it's leadership and development. That's all we're focused on. If you're anywhere in my position, Valentino's position, Brandon's position, if you have a downline of any kind, it should be leadership, development, growth, and that's the end of it.
0: No doubt. Now you have a hyper growth mindset. You know, when I think of my partnership with Integrity, Part of that partnership was, hey, we're hyper growing. We want you to come alongside of us and hyper grow. And then, you know, I meet. I'm looking for people like you every single day, Mo. That that have the mindset that are looking for hyper growth, that believe in hyper growth, that are allergic to anything else. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, like, you know what I'm saying? What um when you think about hyper growth, how would you explain that to somebody who may be looking to adapt that mindset?
1: You know what? This actually goes back to a quote that was applicable day one in licensing class. And it's It's applicable today. This is how deep this is, right? I don't know the exact quote and how it goes, but here's the concept and the gist of it. It goes, there's only don't let the calendar fool, fool you. There's only as many days as you make use of one man gets a year's value out of one week and another man gets a week's value out of an entire year. Wow. That registered religiously, Mark, you have just as much time as the next person has. Why is this individual scaling to a thousand families a month and another individuals only at a hundred families a month for the last eight months? Mm -hmm. They are not making use of their time. And once you develop the phobia for time passing and you're just not doing enough and you. Yes, it's deep. (laughs) That's when it registers and you're like, time is ticking, man. You you get this epiphany of time is ticking, the time is now. There is no time for anything else except for this.
0: Wow, <laughs> I told you, man, the wisdom's great. Um, the phobia of time passing. Whew. I'm I'm literally trying to figure out when I developed that because I you say it it registers so well, but I never heard it said that way, and I'm trying to think the decade or the year I was like dude I don't have the time to not do what I'm supposed to do what I'm called to do you know that's real when do you think you developed that
1: Uh, I would say week one it was at a meeting we had we had these recognition meetings at the previous company and I saw this industry that we're in can allow you to make um, a good living for the most part. And from that point on, it was just, I was all in.
0: So that meeting, you saw opportunity. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. And then the opportunity made you wake up and realize what was possible.
1: Yep. That was the end of it right there. That was the start of it <laughs> and the end of it at the same token.
0: Dude, I'm praying that more people have that moment. I'm praying that more people have that moment. I've never heard it that way. A phobia of time time lapsing. But I call I've always called it a healthy paranoia um of going backwards or healthy like like I don't want to ever go back. But that is, you know, that's me thinking in reverse, a phobia of time passing is thinking in advance or in the future. I think they mean this, they have the same energy. Um, But that's a really unique way to put that. Um, Are you translating that to people or is that something that's inside you that you try to model daily?
1: Anybody I talk to,
0: it's,
1: I try to instill that in them. It's only fear. You know, at the end of the day, the way I feel, if, if I can't translate the way I feel into them, how am I going to expect them to achieve what I've achieved, if not even more? Hmm. So everything that I do, I try to get them to understand. And then for the most part, it's ultimately up to them from there. But yes, absolutely. I try to instill that in them.
0: That's fantastic, dude. Again, I, this podcast is becoming a leadership clinic, which is great because we need more leaders, period. And I was talking to one gentleman, and I said, "You know we're gonna you know help over ten thousand families this year um, but we want to help fifty thousand families by the end of twenty twenty five in a in a calendar year and I said, The only possible way to do that <laughs> is deployment." Empowerment and leadership. There's no other way. It becomes a massive game of leaders, Mo. If we can empower as many leaders as possible to understand what the opportunity looks like and to take advantage of the opportunity, then we have a shot. Without that, bro, we have zero shot.
1: Zero chance. Exactly. Absolutely. And that influence you're multiplying into your people, they need to multiply into others
0: snowball turns into an avalanche that's the only way to get it done <laughs> and the and the and the for for the for that amb- avalanche effect you you get you pick up steam and that steam effect creates this massive overflow but it also gives leaders all leaders the ability to grow with inside that vision with no cap on what they can do so we've got so many good things in our hands mo with family first life, integrity, you know, when you think about the landscape of the opportunity that you're, that's right in front of you every day, what do you think about?
1: I think uh, for the most part, everybody perceives integrity as a, uh, as the finish line effect. I like to look at it as a starting
0: point, man. It's an accelerator. You know,
1: for the most part, you get to that level, you're just going to 10 to 20, 30 X from there Mm -hmm. in a shorter time frame. You're dealing with the giant here. It's just Mm -hmm. what it is. So for people not to take advantage of this opportunity, I just hope that, you know, this is what I always tell people, fast forward 10, 20 years, pretend you just woke up 10, 20 years from today. If you don't feel any form of regret, simply keep doing what you're doing. Wow. If you feel a form of regret, this is your chance to go back in time, start from today again and make it happen. There's no other way around it. If they are okay with it, I can't change that mark. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that to each his own but if they're not okay with it here's your chance Let's go back in time start from today go all in
0: the godfather mo ray <laughs> ffl operation liberation dropping gems like no other appreciate you bro this was a
1: great appreciate you, episode. i appreciate you thank
0: you for having me my man hey listen this is when you play back over and over and over again mo we got to get you on more material this is this is too good I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to see you and your crew at the awards dinner. Y'all, y'all had, have, have, has, have had a massive year. And, uh, before, before I check out, what does 2023 look like for operation liberation, Mo? Uh,
1: scary, man. <laughs> it looks a little scary. You scared
0: <laughs> me when you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: uh, it, it's scary, man. For the most part, what we've done this year is, like I said, it's a starting point for us. It's, um, as, as proud as I am, I'm ashamed at the same token because I know we're capable of so much more. My people are capable of so much more. I guess uh, what unfolds next year, like I said, we're, it, it, if I'm feeling scared from now, mm-hmm. we're going to convert that energy and that momentum into something huge, God
0: willing, man. Oh, man, you're crushing it, dude. Fantastic 2022. Um, smash records. Probably one of the fastest to ever do it. I appreciate you more than you know, and uh pleasure having you on, my man
1: appreciation is
0: mutual. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity, brother. You take care. God bless you all. Keep listening. We'll keep bringing value. Take care. God bless.